The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What up, world? Welcome on all to another episode of The Ocho, presented to you in partnership, as always, with SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. My name is Joe Ochoa. You know me, of course, from BTB and from right here as your humble host on The Ocho. It is Tuesday, September 15th, 2020. We hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that week one was everything that you wanted it to be. We hope all of your fantasy team ones. We hope everything you had hit. Uh, we hope it was a good time. Uh, full disclosure, I wanted to wait as long as possible to record this just in case anything happened it is near the end of the third quarter of the second monday night football game uh for full perspective i suppose the titans and the broncos are currently tied at seven apiece um if you care about my fantasy team which you don't i need the titans defense to hang on and make sure that uh things go my way if you know what i mean but Anyway, uh, it is Tuesday, and it has now been two days since the Dallas Cowboys lost their season opener on the road against the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, people are still pretty pissed off, and man, um, I don't know. I, I really, you know, I, I, it's hard to put this in the right box because we're all upset, and we're all mad, and we're all sad, and we're all frustrated, but I feel like we're all still somewhat hopeful uh, because if you want to be optimistic, you really can. It's not hard to be optimistic about where the Cowboys are because, you know, it was their first game under a new head coach. It was their first game in general because of the, you know, conditions of our world due to COVID-19. I mean, there are a lot of reasons and justifications, if you want to call them that, why the Cowboys would have it looked somewhat discombobulated, and that clearly happened. Now, there are some things that are concerning, uh, like injuries, and we found out some things officially on Tuesday. Some things are clear now. Um, they, they are not good, uh, to be clear. Blake Jarwin has a torn ACL and will miss all of the season, obviously. Just a huge, huge bummer for him. Obviously, very, um, you know, very fortuitous, I think, was the wording uh, used by NFL Network's Ian Rappaport that Blake Jarwin got his long-term contract done with the Cowboys, his extension, rather, uh, this past offseason. And that's great. I mean, certainly very, very, very pumped that Blake is taken care of financially. But bum for him as a football player because we all thought that Blake Jarwin was going to have a chance to really – contribute to this team to really do some special things but uh the Cowboys now are going to have to rely of course on Dalton Schultz on Blake Bell on Sean McKeon uh we'll see if they bring in help I know that you are probably thinking that they should go get Delaney Walker uh that is the name uh speaking of the Tennessee Titans but 
I, that that to me that doesn't seem like a Dallas Cowboys move. That doesn't seem like a Stephen Jones move. That's not really how they choose to operate. Um, I, I really, it, it is my own belief that they will, at least for some time, make sure, or at least try to make sure that Dalton Schultz is not the guy. Which I think is ironic because it was 2018, and you know that was a fun draft in some ways, a really hectic draft in a lot of others. It was 2018 when the Cowboys took Dalton Schultz, and that was right after Jason Witten retired. And a lot of people said, "Well, there's the guy. That's who's going to replace Jason Witten." Blah blah blah. And everybody at the time said, "Well, watch out for Blake Jarwin, whatever." And we now know that Blake Jarwin will not be part of this season, but. The, you know, the responsibility has fallen on to Dalton Schultz. There was a comment that Blake Jarwin made uh, back at the beginning of training camp, how he and Dalton were the veterans in terms of veterans with Cowboys experience on the roster. And, and the ones kind of explaining the way the offense worked, Kellen Moore, et cetera. Obviously, Blake Bell as a veteran has a Super Bowl ring, but uh, this is his first year with the Dallas Cowboys. And so that responsibility really falls on Dalton Schultz now. But uh, we'll see if the Cowboys do go add another player. They also might be in... Uh, you know, looking for a linebacker because Leighton Vanderish, we found out, does have a broken collarbone. It was a clean break. That word also used on on Blake Jarwin, a clean ACL tear. Uh, but Leighton Vanderish expected to miss six to eight weeks. Um, the next eight weeks, if you want to look at it that way, you want to be pessimistic. Say it's going to take eight weeks for the Cowboys uh, to fully get right with Leighton Vanderish at least. The next eight weeks: Falcons at the Seahawks, Browns. Giants, Cardinals, at Washington football team, currently first place, Eagles, Steelers, and yes, you heard that right, the next eight weeks have six home games for the Dallas Cowboys, which is crazy, but really kind of says how hard the second half of the season is going to be because there's going to be a lot of road trips. You think after Thanksgiving, the Cowboys go to Baltimore, they go to Cincinnati right after, they have to go to Philadelphia, they have finished the season in New York, things like that. Um, and so it is, um, you know, it's not a walk in the park by any stretch of the imagination. And a lot of these teams have some solid running games. And so that's going to be tough to be missing Leighton Vanderesh for. Um, I, I, a name that people have thrown out is Clay Matthews. I, I don't see that. Um, obviously, I think we all expect Francis Bernard to be part of the mix. I think we all are hopeful that Luke Gifford will be part of the mix. Um, that's two undrafted free agents, and that's asking for a lot. Uh, but, you know, maybe maybe they can live up to the hype. I mean, and not that there's a lot of hype, but maybe they can live up um, to whatever the hype seems to be, whatever expectation you have. It is going to be tough. Um, I do want to throw in this random tweet. Um, I, I, you know, that's what we do here. This is your daily headlines, your daily, you know, sort of things you need to know. This was one of the best tweets of Monday's, um, you know, of all of Monday, I should say, from friend of the show, Bobby Belt, uh, we know, obviously, that Sunday was a very frustrating day for the Dallas Cowboys. Mike McCarthy, to say double down is is a aggressive way to put it, but Mike McCarthy said that he was glad that the Cowboys went for it after third and six, and then on fourth down, he, you know, and, and for what it's worth, I said this in our postgame show, I agree with the decision to go for it. Not a, a huge fan of, their, of the third and six play call. Um, stop running the ball on first downs. I know that was a third down, but, you know, you set yourself up poorly. Anyway. Um, but this was an amazing tweet from friend of the show, Bobby Belt. 20 NFL teams ran 40 combined plays on third and five or longer in opposing territory while trailing on Sunday. Ezekiel Elliott's carry on third and six in the fourth quarter against the Rams was the only run play of those 40. 
that is amazing. That really is amazing when you kind of sit back and think about it. Um, so, man, um, just just unreal. Unreal. This has been a weird start to the NFL season uh, for Cowboys fans because I think we all expected the Cowboys to be good. There was a weird stretch of time where the New York Giants offense took to like, um, like it was going to be solid under Jason Garrett. And there was a weird kind of 10-minute period, if you watched the first Monday night game, where you know, the Giants went play action 40 yards out. Daniel Jones hit a long bomb for a touchdown. And then TJ Watt made a play. And so it was just kind of poking at, at all of the scars uh, the Cowboys fans have in terms of recent memory. But, man, um, and, and now, you know, now the Washington football team's in first place in the division. But um, the last thing, last, you know, this, this is the thing that people are talking about the most, I think, as a result or in the aftermath of Sunday's loss. Lots of people talking about and harping on the offensive pass interference call. I said on the postgame show, I get the call. I've seen that called before. I totally get why you're upset as well. Um, I don't think it's worth dwelling on. I don't think the game was lost there. I already said where I thought the game was lost. It was on that third and six run because that play should have been smarter if you knew you were going to go for it on fourth down, whatever. Uh, but Jalen Ramsey was obviously uh, the offended uh, person in this particular exchange with Michael Gallup, the person who was on the opposite side of the penalty, the person who had the penalty inflicted upon them um, that therefore led to the penalty. But Jalen Ramsey posted a photo of uh, the broadcast of this happening of Michael Gallup and him tussling, and he put the caption, you can't do this in football, people. Great call with the shrug emoji. Rams, 1-0. Don't be so mad. LOL. I will be honest. I like the trolling. Uh, I'm a fan of that in sports, and I know that that probably pisses you off what, what Jalen Ramsey had to say. I'm a fan. I think that's fun, uh, but I get it if you're mad. And that's that's really how this is going to be. This next day is going to be just pissed off, mad, uh, and it's that's, that's what happens when the Cowboys lose. And ultimately, I mean – Cowboys football is back, and and I missed this. If if <laughs> if I'm being fully honest, I missed this. Um, and so hopefully things bounce back. Um, excited to watch yeah, a little bit more in depth last week's Seahawks Falcons game to see how the Cowboys can have success. Maybe just maybe the Cowboys should do what the Seahawks did and let their quarterback cook because that's what Seattle did. That's why they got that big win. The Cowboys and Falcons both 0-1-1 entering this game. Both need a win. It's going to be intense. It's going to be fun. We're going to have you covered, of course, at blogoftheboys.com. Make sure you subscribe to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. We have some new things out there ready to roll. Make sure you subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys podcast network. Make sure you subscribe to the SB Nation NFL show. All these available wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure you do me a favor and have the absolute best Tuesday of all time. You know why? Because you deserve it. We will see you manana, my friends. As always, go Cowboys and peace out.